0: To get started,
1: visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you, but first, we would like to say a few words.
0: Nitwit. Blubber. Oddment. Tweak. Podcast 903 quarters. Topic of the week is House Identity Ravenclaw.
1: Hello listeners, I'm Rhea. And I'm Jem.
2: And I'm Josh, you didn't introduce me. It's, oh, right. Didn't segue into that <laughs> one, but that's cool. I'm a returning guest. I'm just going to do this myself. I'm a returning guest back in the flesh, the audio flesh, if you will. There you go.
0: Big Ravenclaw energy right here. Perfect
1: for our episode.
2: <laughs> I just wanted to flex that on you. Oh, no. <laughs> I love it.
1: I love it when we have actual podcasters join us on the show and do it for us. <laughs>
0: But anyway, yes, listeners, we do have a special guest today on the show, uh, Joshy Boy, and he has mm. been a returning guest. If you've listened to one of our previous episodes, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Can We, You Know, Fuck Them, that was Josh on there talking about beast fucking with us. It was a fun time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We're so glad to have you him mean-
0: back. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And on this important episode, because... Neither Ria nor I are Ravenclaws, and so considering for this entire episode we're going to be talking about the Nerd House, we thought we'd invite a an advocate for Ravenclaw, and an actual Ravenclaw themselves, to talk about it with us. Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> the, the chosen one for Well-pushed. the chosen house.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, listeners also might notice that I sound a bit odd, because I'm quite sick. Josh is also maybe a little bit sick.
2: I don't sound odd to you, I just sound (laughs) like the same, I guess, because there's no context or frame of reference for me, so.
1: Yep, but bear with us. And I sound great, because I am great. Yes,
0: absolutely. The best of all of us. I'm excited for this sort of mini-series that we're going to be doing about the four houses, and I'm, uh, I guess we're starting with Ravenclaw, let's start there.
2: Start with (laughs) the best. Didn't
1: (laughs) you do a Twitter poll and the fans decided they wanted Ravenclaw? The people chose this house, I guess. So let's go. <laughs> i sound now, so again with less
0: disgust. <laughs> um, let's talk about the, the Smarties. So I've written down some house traits. Uh, the most dominant Excellent. ones that we hear about all the time are kind of all synonymous with one concept, but I'm going to read them out anyway. They are wit, mm-hmm. learning, wisdom, intelligence, Creativity, individuality, and originality. So there's kind of two concepts there, (laughs) but we get the idea.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's very much a blanket statement about this type of caricature of the (laughs) (laughs) human.
0: Yeah. Oh, they also, sorry, I forgot to mention acceptance is one of the big ones as well. Um, And then some off branches of those dominant traits is curiosity, hardworking, diligent, logical, rational, eccentric, competitive, and they value
1: honesty. Aren't hardworking and diligent Hufflepuff traits, why are they also Ravenclaw traits? Because no person is just one thing. That's not fair. Never the twain shall meet. No blending of the houses.
0: Divergence. (laughs) Oh,
2: God. (laughs) (laughs) Erect walls between the houses.
0: (laughs) Did you read the books, (laughs) Ria? It's all about house (laughs) unity, except for Slytherins. They can get fucked and stay in the
1: dungeons, I guess. Um, oh, I thought you were asking me if I'd read the Divergent books. No!
2: <laughs> Segway into
1: Divergent. <laughs> Only the first one's worthwhile. My new podcast, Divergent Talk. Yeah. I should come up with a better name for it.
2: No, yeah. that's it. That's what you're That's it, with. Divergent Talk. <laughs> divergent.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, those house traits, what do we think about them? Good. I like them. There's nothing problematic about there's,
2: these traits. There's nothing problematic about them, but like I mentioned before, they're very much basic. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I think... It's yeah. almost, yeah. almost like we're the mystery house. Like, there's nothing explored, there's nothing explored in, in terms of the main set of books with us besides Ruin a Ravenclaw and a diadem. And mm. like you get to see a common mm. room in the book, but there's really nothing. You have oh, Ginny dates these few Ravenclaw boys, there's Cho Chang, there's Luna... Mm. Yeah. There's Trelawney, there's like, and Flitwick, there's like some characters that you'd be like, oh, that's a good frame of reference to what Ravenclaw's are, but there's nothing deep about it. Harry doesn't give a shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what you're saying is Harry is useless. <laughs>
2: Harry and the Gryffindors are just the dumb fucking jocks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you're the house of the art hoes and like the nerds. That's the vibe of Yeah, we
2: are yeah. art hoes yeah. and we are tranquil, I guess, or <laughs> like, blue. Mm. And, like one of the traits is like symbolizing blooms like air. Okay? Yeah, and the air is a big deal with our house.
0: Like, well, yeah, it's it like described because I just read Bird like house. the books. Yeah, the books recently, and like flight. <laughs> the, when in the seventh book, as soon as Harry walks into the common room, he says it's like so airy, and that's the first thing that he thinks about it. <laughs> God, Harry's great.
2: I love his observation skills. Dude, to, be, to be fair, too, like I always I always thought of water as well.
0: No, that's Slytherin. We can't take that. No, I, <laughs> I,
2: I'm, <laughs> I'm not taking it away from you, from your slammy dungeons. I'm just well, mentioning yes. that... We have I, the
1: wet hole house. That's us.
2: <laughs> I am just mentioning... We
1: claim the one. swamp.
2: <laughs> the swamp is our yeah.
1: Yeah, Lake no girls over here. I'm
2: just, I'm just mentioning my thoughts. I mean, like I always imagined... Same sort of concept, though. You... you think about <clears throat> space and think about deep under the wa- underwater it's yeah. sort of like the same the characteristics like okay. sort of floating freedom so
0: yeah all right i'll, I'll take it
2: um <laughs> i'm not trying to steal it i'm just mentioning
0: <laughs> going back to what you said like at the very <laughs> beginning where i said what do you think of these traits and you said they're kind of basic mm-hmm. that's sort of the big impression that i've had for a long time with ravenclaw which well, is I've so forgotten. unfair it's so unfair like they are really overlooked because which is weird because I think the majority of the fan base in terms of Harry Potter is Ravenclaws and I guess a little part of me has always thought that's kind of basic because if you read Harry Potter if you enjoy Harry Potter you're probably a smart person so my instant thought is okay what's your other (laughs) characteristic
1: like which is really bad you heard it here first folks Gem says all the Harry Potter fans are nerds and basic (laughs) not all of
0: them the majority and I've changed my mind That used to be my preconception, but now I've come to realise there's more to Ravenclaw than meets the eye, and they're the least problematic house. The only slightly problematic person that they had was, like, Lockhart. And he's just a laugh. So yeah,
2: like we're, we're like Autobots.
0: Mm. And Quirrell. I mean, Quirrell didn't choose what happened to him.
1: <laughs> like, Yeah, really? but I'd still say he was a problematic person. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
2: he was <laughs> He was, like, the
1: secondary villain of the first book. Yeah. Wait, who was the first villain?
0: Oh, Voldemort, sorry.
2: <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs>
0: It was Hagrid!
2: What <laughs> twist? It was
0: Waisemont. <laughs> yeah.
2: Neville Lombard.
0: <laughs> it's always the one you least suspect.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, so I also wrote down some stuff about the house symbolism. We we're kind of touching on this. Mm. So obviously you got the eagle, even though it's Ravenclaw, yep. but whatever. So the eagle is representative Yeah.
1: Of- why
0: is it an eagle and not a raven? Can we talk about that? Okay. I think it's because of what the eagle symbolizes. Um, and the fact that it's Ravenclaw Smart. sounds better than Eagleclaw, I don't
2: know. I was thinking, because, like, Odin has two ravens that he sends out for DE yeah. and missions. And, like, I was, like, thinking, yeah, you like, Norse mythology and stuff as well, but no, they, like, sort of went the Christian route, <laughs> and then they just inserted yeah. the eagle, and i like, hmm, there's yeah. so much potential there.
0: Well, even though all, like, it's all witchcraft, mm. is very much the Christian route with these books, yeah, like, fine, yeah, that's yeah. just JK's past. Yeah.
1: That's another episode we're gonna have to do at some point.
0: Yeah. It's not a problem because there's lots to look at in in, like religious symbolism. Like for eagles, um, their connection in Native American cultures, as well as in many different um, like Christianity and Islam, they pop up all the time. They're seen as man's connection to the divine because it flies higher than any other bird. They're like the king of the birds. And it's symbolic of honesty, truthful principles. As you said, you can summon the eagle when you're about to embark on a challenge, massive life change or a creative endeavor. So it's got that creativity linked to it as well. And eagles are seen as visionaries, those who are seeking uh, and willing to push them as a self-discovery and personal freedom. So I really like that. They can be seen as aloof or retreat to the skies, but people will naturally gravitate towards them.
2: Oh, is, I, I feel that. Yeah. I embody that.
0: I like that a lot. And I'm like, like,
2: don't don't look at me. Don't <laughs> talk to me. I'm going to retreat into my own den. But I also <laughs> like company at the same time. Yeah. That's weird.
0: People always look to them for guidance, like in Brother mm. Bear. Yeah. Um, like, they're always seen as like. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, Sitka. Um, because <laughs> the eagle of guidance. What no, did I just I, really mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love Brother Bat. Um, <laughs> so, they're always seen as like being inspiring. They're a symbol of freedom that's more been adapted by the US, though. And they're like visionaries because they are the highest flyers and the king of the birds. So, seeing things from their point of view must be like a true form of inspiration and understanding and leadership. So, that's sort of the imagery so- associated with eagles.
1: All of that really ties into Ravenclaw House. I can see why they went with eagle instead of raven now.
0: Yeah. And also, I think, um, on a more of aesthetic level, because eagles are brown and they could adapt that to bronze so that the colours are blue and bronze and not have the black of raven because then that would be sort of going on to Hufflepuff turf where it's like black and yellow. But even though the movies didn't fucking do that, so whatever. I
2: I like to imagine all the... (laughs) Four original founders are like doing their own drawings for their own concept <laughs> of the house and they keep like trying to pitch it to each other and they're like, No. <laughs> again, draw it again.
1: Yeah. Like, oh come on. Guys, I have a pet badger. You can't have a black animal. Black and white is mine. It's my <laughs> colours.
0: Ravenclaw is like drawing a fucking raven. She's like, God damn it. <laughs> she like calls them
1: brown. There, it's an eagle. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can't have a griffin okay we're all choosing non-magical animals you guys suck (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty much how i imagine them talking to each other yeah and then
0: um wit beyond measure is man's greatest treasure is of course rowena ravenclaw's kind of motto is it the motto of ravenclaw house or just because the other houses don't seem to have mottos do they
1: well, um, I, I, I feel like I would think no, because you, as you just said, the other houses don't have yeah. mottos. I think it's just something that she wrote I on feel her like crown. If any
2: house would have a motto, it would be. It really- would
1: <laughs> <laughs> then that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> know, that bitch. Maybe Ravenclaw secretly had a motto, and the other houses <laughs> never got <laughs> the they, chance because she left that part
0: blank on the submission form. <laughs> 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 um, I also looked at the color symbolism. So blue is the symbol that the symbolic color of. Depth and stability, trust, loyalty, wisdom, intelligence, faith, the heavens, cleanliness, femininity, and calmness. That like I could I say femininity, but blue is also associated with masculinity now. But in my mind, I've always gone to femininity because of like historically. I mean, colors don't have genders, but like mm-hmm. i have always associated blue with women because of the moon and the ocean, and that's always associated with I, female I imagery.
2: More associated with calming. Yeah, like, it's a calming a color. Like it is a very
0: yeah. yeah, and feminine traits are seen to be calming as well. So that's what my mind's always jumped to as yeah. well. I know I've always got this vi- vibe that like of the houses, Ravenclaw seems to be the most feminine, but that just might be my interpretation. I don't know.
2: It's I, I think we mentioned before. It's almost <coughs> like there's a Grecian vibe as we get from it, like a mm. Grecian standard, of like beauty and architecture, and, yeah. and like surrounding yourself and diving deep into like, the arts and culture.
0: Yeah, I And like that
2: communication.
0: One. Yeah. For bronze, they symbolise the feathers of the eagle. Um, there wasn't much symbolism around bronze as a metal but what i thought of was mirrors how before glass became like a flat thing that we used Mm. on surfaces we used bronze as mirrors
2: i thought my own like myself that it would always convey to me like ancient artifacts the the ability to explore yeah
0: yeah statues and like stuff like that and like discoveries but it also represents third place so
2: (laughs) yeah you mentioned between four
0: i like
1: that interpretation
2: (laughs) of course you both do so Nothing wrong with third <laughs> blades, You turn turn it the other way around and to win off. Can't do it with silver, can you? You
1: turn it the other way around. Right. Right.
0: I love that.
2: Run backwards.
0: Yeah, I mean and Silver, and Silver's just the first to lose. So uh...
2: Silver's the only one that truly loses,
0: honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the symbolism around air. So the element associated with Ravenclaw is air. And that's all about, like, breath, life, communication, divinity, again. Always this, like, correlation with the divine. Avatar. <laughs> um, <laughs> freedom, teaching, <laughs> divination, mind, <clears throat> wisdom, spirits, and the soul. So very otherworldly is mm. what air is always associated with. Yeah, And definitely not stagnant like Earth. It's constantly moving. So it gives me the idea that, like air is always adapting and moving and changing shape. And that's, oh, yeah. that makes me think of, like, how intelligence and creativity works It's well. like open-mindedness. Open-mindedness, yeah, Adapting yeah. to yeah. nature. So, yeah, right. that's some symbolic stuff. Some, are, some of the questions I had written down, I don't know if you have got answers to these, Ria. But My first one is, yeah. how can you recognise a Ravenclaw? What did you say?
2: Pop quiz.
1: Glasses, because they're a nerd. <laughs> you wear glasses. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 what of it?
2: <laughs> I don't wear glasses. So what's, the, what's the point here?
1: Um... I I don't know. How do you recognize any house? How do you look at someone and know their personality traits? Well, I'm not necessarily chance? saying about physical characteristics, but like more about the kind of person that they are.
0: Like yeah. people that you know in real life. Like we know Ravenclaw's in real life. Like there's our dad is one of them definitely. Yeah. Controversial opinion, mm. but I'm saying it.
2: Nice. Why Why do you think he gets along with me so well? He's like, oh, I'll come here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <Play> <laughs> Like, another son.
2: I am. <laughs>
0: like, I want to play this game with Josh. <laughs> so, yeah, Ria, besides physical characteristics, what sort of things would you pick up and be like, this person's a Ravenclaw, just from their behaviour stuff like that? Well, I
1: keep going back to Luna Lovegood's radish earrings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which just sounds insane. But because, like, creativity and originality are Ravenclaw traits, I think people who... You look at them and you're like, that's a person who, like, is really creative and really artistic and interesting, like, Mm. in the way that they dress and present themselves. Yeah. Like, I was just at university. Like, you'd see girls walking around on campus with, like, cool scarves and earrings that they'd made themselves out of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you guys are cool. And definitely (laughs) Ravenclaw. People who have, like, antsy shops, I definitely get that vibe. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Yes, that's what I'm looking for. People who run their own Etsy shops are all Ravenclaws. (laughs) I definitely,
0: that was one of my, like, my dot points, actually. (laughs) I wrote down oddballs or creative types, fashion and passions. And fashion I wrote down explicitly because I get this idea that Ravenclaws are definitely the type of people who like to express their personality through clothing, whether it be by just choosing, like, vibrant colours or patterns or creating, like, real personalised looks and and ideas themselves, because I think they're just, like, they like to... Not necessarily all Ravenclaws, mm. but I think that's definitely something that you see a lot. I like nice. Yeah, well, you do that all the time. Oh, you no. know. I like yeah, nice. you like your colours. <laughs> <laughs> Other things I had written down was usually good academics, but not always. This isn't a requirement. I had down mm. usually good workers, even if they don't care about what they're doing. And I wrote this down not necessarily because I think being hardworking is a Ravenclaw trait, but because if Ravenclaws are good ac- good academics and they belong to a Western school system which rewards um, good work with, like, literal rewards or prizes. And then that sort of sets up your mind and your behaviour to be like, if I work hard and do good, I'll be rewarded and praised for it. So, like, I think that's just the thing. It's just
2: a capitalist punishment. It's a
0: capitalist punishment. But I, I think if you'll find I... that if, like, you're working in a job where, like, another person that doesn't necessarily like their job but they still do good work, not necessarily hard work or long work, but good work, they're probably a Ravenclaw because they're accustomed to that.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think the thing is, because we've said, like, the Ravenclaw traits are, you know, their intelligence, their creativity, originality, individuality. Those are all things that school school tries mm. to crush yeah. out of you. So <laughs> just because you're a Ravenclaw doesn't mean you are necessarily, like, a great student and very yeah, academically inclined. Like, you mentioned um, our dad's a total Ravenclaw. Our dad is, like, one of, like, one of the nerdiest people I know which is saying something because I host a Harry Potter <laughs> yeah. podcast. Like, I'm I'm pretty nerdy and most of my friends are. Tomorrow I'm going to play D&D with my friends that I only know through <laughs> D&D. And Dad, like, he never went to university. He's not, like, a really academic person. Yeah.
2: That, that touches on the biggest cliche, Ravenclaw, is, like, they're all, it's all about academia. Like yeah, it's no, like it's you, definitely not. That's why they're always trying to Sort Hermione into it, and it's like Hermione's no, not a Ravenclaw. She does not fit. She is not at she all. She is too narrow-minded. She's
0: too narrow-minded. She's so stubborn. She's so angry. Yeah. She's not Ravenclaw. Mm, nah. <laughs> Don't come at me. I dare you. She at always thinks
1: she's right. She <laughs> will, not. will not yield.
2: Oh. Get Out of my house, Miss Granger. <laughs> yeah.
0: Other things I, other things I wrote down <laughs> is that Ravenclaws usually have good general and cultural knowledge. I wrote this down because Ravenclaws are probably good readers or consumers of media yeah. so that like if you ask a Ray McClaw about mostly anything they'll probably have a response and I, I kind of base it off dad too he has approximate knowledge of many things even if he just makes it up he likes to talk about stuff
1: yeah um. uh dad always has an answer to any question even if he has no idea what he's talking about if you ask That's him something too, he'll never just say I don't know he'll always have an answer I love this has become the
0: drag dad passed. Um, they're witty, sarcastic, they are organized people, even if only they can make sense of the madness. I did put that down. So even if, like, a Ravenclaw has a room that looks like a den, they still know exactly where everything is. That's what I pick as a Ravenclaw. I don't know. You can fight me on that, but...
2: If someone came into my room, even now, as, as like I would be able to tell if someone yeah. moved even something a slight inch...
1: oh i do that i know where everything is even if everything's in a pile
0: uh two other things i had was that uh ravenclaws are tolerant and woke and that
1: they're likable but shy for the most part ravenclaws sound great they don't sound basic anymore you've really fleshed out the house oh there's more coming i really ravenclaws
0: yeah they're complex and they've got good vibes like they're the least problematic house i think in terms of the people they've produced, and just, like, the the vibes they have. Like, you'd, you'd always want to have a want to have a friend that's Ravenclaw, I think, to help you with the homework, if nothing mm-hmm. else.
2: That's why the trio got into so many bad situations. <laughs> they didn't have a Ravenclaw to steady them. No.
0: Well, they didn't have any involvement from yeah, any other they, houses, really. they just
2: fucking jocks. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbasses.
0: So, getting into that, how, should we talk about how Ravenclaws are represented in the series, whether it's books or movies? Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. You give us some, some details?
2: Oh, honestly, like... There's actually an interesting point that I read when, like, while researching this as well, was the fact that both um, Lockhart and Cho Chang use the sort of cliches of their house to get by in terms of friendships and popularity, and they're Mm -hmm. trying to have this good social status. I'm like, that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. So pretty much the only, the best representation of a Ravenclaw in the books is Flitwick. Yeah. This this is my boy. Because, like, Cho sort of just gets... Once mm. Harry sort of, like, dumps her, gets a note of her, she just doesn't get mentioned at all yeah, again. Yeah. Um, she just pops up
0: in, in year seven. She but pops up.
2: Um, gets sidelined by Ginny. like, Terry, mm-hmm. Terry Boot, Michael Corner are, uh, like, sort of, like, footnotes on Harry's journey to yeah. being, like, oh, I feel like Ginny, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, uh, Something I noticed
1: on, like, the list of Ravenclaws that we had is you can basically split all of the notable Ravenclaws in the series yeah. into two categories – the first is love interests. So we have Cho Chang, Padma Patel, yeah, Terry Boob, yeah. Michael Corner. And then the other category is weirdos. <laughs> that's <true. laughs> so You have Luna Lovegood, yeah. <laughs> Professor Trelawney, Moaning Myrtle. I would even say Ollivander because he's a weirdo. Rick the Oddball. <laughs> is a Ravenclaw that's great
2: I do like that
1: hotties and wackos
2: (laughs) I I do I do do, do like the energy of um Ollivander just sliding on his big ladder (laughs) like like, you know that it's my favourite moment ever in Adventure Time it's when the the deer takes off its hooves and it has little fingers underneath it it's become a gif now it's like my favourite thing I think that represents me and Ravenclaw as well (sniffs) So
1: big Ravenclaw energy I don't know what you just said, but it made you perfect the GIF, sense to watch
2: the clip after <laughs> this episode.
1: Yeah, no, I like. Yeah. I know what it is, but like a deer taking off a tubes and having fingers perfectly represents Ravenclaw. Like, what the fuck are you trying to say? <laughs> but I He's get it. He's
0: an really? He's being creative and original. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, I like what you were saying about Cho and Lockhart sort of using the social status of their house. Because yeah, I didn't really mm. touch them just strong enough, but. Like, Hufflepuffs are known as the dumbasses. Gryffindors are known as the heroic jock types. Slytherins are known as literal Nazis. And then the Ravenclaws are just like, they're the smart guys. If you get sorted into Ravenclaw, you you don't really have anything to complain about. Everyone's like, oh, I'd be happy with Ravenclaw. They're the smart ones. There's nothing wrong with being called smart.
2: It's like, like, oh, Ravenclaw, we're good. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We're saddled.
1: Yeah, there's no stress about that. I don't see Ravenclaw as really having a bad side like all the other houses. Like you said, Hufflepuff's dumb. Gryffindor's annoying. Slytherin's evil. (laughs) Ravenclaws are like... They're fine. I don't see a I mean, evil I side to Ravenclaw. <laughs> Everyone has their dark side. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, mean, of more course. of a stereotype. Like, I don't see Ravenclaw as having a bad stereotype. There are bad Ravenclaws. Yeah. Gilderoy Lockhart, like, for example.
0: Oh, it doesn't really work. I was going to say, like, a bad example, an example of an evil Ravenclaw being be Megamind, but he goes good by the end. <laughs> because he's not a Slytherin. He doesn't have ambition. He's just <laughs> got schemes, and he's just real smart and great. I thought you
2: were going to mention someone in canon, and he's like, Megamind.
0: <laughs> Megamind. <laughs>
2: But yeah, I like
0: how, like, I think a lot of people ignore this. Like, we've talked about this. It's not just academia with Ravenclaws. It's no. definitely also different kinds of smarts, like um, creativity and self-expression and social smarts. And I think that's really well represented by Trelawney, <laughs> how, like, she she's, like, learning in her field, but I, got, I never got the idea that she was, like, really academic or focused on hard work and study.
2: No, that she's a passion. Yeah, that's, that's my hot take <clears throat> in terms of what's something about Ravenclaw that no one really talks about. It. It's in terms of like having that passion and drive for something that you want to do and achieve. Mm. And, like, that's creative, or, like, or knowledge, based. And knowledge yeah. based. Or yeah. knowledge like, based, or research based. Like, it's not being mm. the best in schooling or anything. Yeah. It's just about being yourself in, in that pursuit of knowledge.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's the difference between Slytherins and Ravenclaws. Like, if yeah. they if Ravenclaws have ambitions, it's about learning more, whether yeah. it's creatively, academically, yeah. whatever. Whereas when Slytherins have ambitions, it can be applied to anything.
2: Well, we we <laughs> mentioned, like, I, I just like learning for the sake of learning. Like, I'll just research and mm. like, read things all the time. But you would do it mainly for, like, your own studies yeah. and your own like, self-interest in terms of, like, propelling your career forward. Or whatever. Yeah, that's
0: definitely yeah. me. Like, I do love learning, but the majority of my learning is focused towards... Yeah getting better at what I need to yeah. do to be better and do best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but whereas you, like, you will watch a movie and you'll read all the trivia for it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all the trivia. <laughs> Even if you didn't like the movie that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to ask Josh one thing. How do you feel about the fact the movie's made it blue and silver for the house colors? I right?
2: it. Uh, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's it. It feels like a last minute, lazy decision. I, I blame, even though it's usually the result of several things, I'm going to blame blame Steve Clovis, because he's to blame for a lot of things, mainly for dumbing down wrong in the movies, and, like, being Go such off. a money <laughs> fanatic, and just being overall in general just an <laughs> asshole. But I blame him. We've dragged him before. Steve Clovis. Yeah, because, like, even
0: though
2: I, 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 you, I assume, like, the decision would have become, like, um, Christopher <laughs> Columbus, who would have approved the design from the production designers and the art designers, I still been like, why? Like, what's the point of silver? It's just frustrating to look yeah,
0: at. I just think it's... it's all the
2: merch. There's no merch, it's like no official merch. It's, it's yeah. all the movie merch. Even at the official Harry Potter World, which I've never been to, but I've been told
0: but mm. the audacity to um, choose the colors for the house whose focus is on honesty and attention to detail, and change their house colors, I'm and that's the hey, majority Aaron. of
1: the fans. That is. Blasphemous! It is infuriating, especially because, like, you don't need to change it. Why? They all yeah. have their own the unique colour scheme. There. Why change what, it? What
2: was their intention or, like, reasoning?
1: Like, if they just randomly changed the Hufflepuff animal to a pig and, like, there's no reason for it. They just <laughs> did it our for no reason. the subject for
2: having um, the, the colour changes was in terms of balancing out uh, the mood of the Great Hall in terms of... <laughs> There's the red, and then the green, and then the blue, but you need to have that backdrop of silver. And then, and then. <laughs> That's
0: bullshit. That's, That's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, quiet, you. <laughs> uh, I've got some pros and cons about Ravenclaws in general, if you want me to read them out, and you can argue me if you want. Ravenclaw pro. They're smart. That's pretty obvious. Yeah.
2: Uh, sorry, I just had to... When you said you can argue me if you want, I was just sitting there in my mind, I was thinking, I don't want to argue, I'm just curious. Oh. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm like oh shit here we go Shit, here
0: we go again
1: <laughs> oh. for a non-ravenclaw perspective on that when you said you can argue if you want I'm like okay <laughs> time to disagree with literally every single word that comes out I of the mouth <laughs> this
0: is great I, I, I knew we could have definitely had house guests and I'm happy that we, we chose this so ravenclaw pros they're smart uh, ravenclaw cons no patience for ignorance.
2: Oh, no. Right. You know that about me. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been like that since I was a child. <laughs> a child. Like, my, my dad's told me that in terms of, like, he's like, yeah, you haven't... He's, he's like, I don't mind, because it, it frustrates me, too. He's like, you have no patience for anybody. Yeah. They're ignorant. I'm like... And I've being like a little, tiny kid, even when I was small, and I'd be like, yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> the only time I've actually seen you angry is when people, like, don't understand something or... Are being rude or being like really uh, close-minded. That's what really pisses you off. Close-minded
2: and insensitive.
0: I don't think that's a con. That's
1: a good trait. Pro. Yeah, I mean, it's a difference between
0: like recognizing ignorance as a problem and then that being like you have no patience for it. Because the problem with that is that you can't teach people to not be ignorant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you have really no patience for it, it's like if that's like your biggest hamasha. Like I hate that. I can't handle it.
2: Like I always have a go. I always try. Yeah. Sometimes I can see. I think. Sometimes I fail. Most of the time I fail because I'm just like, I can't deal with you. Because usually the person's terrible anyway. And I'm like, I don't want you (laughs) in my life. Get out of here.
1: (laughs) Usually the person's terrible. (laughs) It's fine. Like, that's fine.
0: Because that's when I step in and I try and help them and see why they're wrong. And, like, why they can improve. And, like, that's happened in real life before. Where, like, I'll be talking about a situation that's happened at work and how I have to, like, change my course because this person's a bit ignorant. And you're just like, I hate them. They seem like a school bully. Like, I don't trust them. Like, and that's fair. That's fine. I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, another pro. They're very open-minded people. A con, very competitive. What do we think about this?
2: It's, it's not the usual form of competition, no. Like, mm. I'm not, like, I wouldn't say, like, every facet of my life. Like, for me, I don't really, I'm just, like, that I...
0: Yeah, but I feel like what this, I wrote this down for was, I think it was listed in, like, the Pottermore intro for, like, the Ravenclaw prefect saying, oh, welcome to Ravenclaw house. We're known, so one of the things that she says is, like, we're known for being really academically competitive and willing to, like, like, tr- like always trying to beat each other when it comes to our oh, grades. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's something that's been noted, but I don't know how true it is to, like, Ravenclaw in general.
1: I reckon that's bullshit. Yeah. I think that's more the stereotype of Ravenclaws as the academic nerdy type.
2: Yeah. It's, it's more of a Slytherin
1: thing stereotype. to be really competitive yeah. and a Gryffindor thing. Yeah, I was, there was a mm. I like there's a Slytherin and Gryffindor traits of competitiveness. There's
2: the idea of being competitive in terms of, like, pushing each other forward. And always being like, "Hey, if I do this a bit better, like you, you can catch up with me." And like, it's it's more of a friendly like team building exercise. But in terms of straight competition, like where it gets rough and humble, uh-huh. it's no, I don't, yeah. I don't. that's definitely the cliche.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. the cliche belongs to super. <laughs> I know he's such a such a gentle boy. <laughs> I think the cliche definitely belongs to like super <laughs> academically minded, <laughs> um, used to getting prizes, Ravenclaws which I can see that they have that competitive streak, but like, you know, they're not the majority of the
2: house. I want more stickers in my grade one workbook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those star stickers.
2: I, I will say I've kept every <laughs> single award I've ever gotten for school. It's oh a big my God. stack.
1: <laughs> big Ravenclaw energy. Yeah, but I've done that as well. I don't think that's Ravenclaw exclusive.
2: That's, that's just us as, as, as free smart people in the world. <laughs> we're just like big stack of awards. ton of to flex. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't mm. want to brag, but I was a pleasure
2: to have in a class <laughs> Yeah, I was a pleasure to teach too, and I got a letter sent home.
0: Oh, uh, Reader of the Month. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well the one's going to hate this. They're like, they're just tooting their own <laughs> then, Just shut up.
0: Um, so, uh, pro, creative and artsy. Con, burnout.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. In the, in in what sense? Like
0: I don't think burnout as like a character, but like as something that happens to them a lot. Where Ravenclaws, I think, put a lot of pressure on themselves and they don't give themselves breaks. Slytherins will obviously no, put no, pressure on themselves, no. but Slytherins are still like treat yourself and like give yourself a no, break. I get
2: too stressed.
0: Whereas you, yeah, you no. get real stressed, and I have to intervene and be like, "All right." Calm down, let's watch a movie and have a break. Mm. Whereas you like won't stop. Because the Raven Claws don't have that amount of self-care that Slytherins have because Slytherins are arrogant and love themselves too much. <laughs> so <laughs> we
1: deserve mm. nice things.
2: I have the best fury. I will be the one muggle who can study at horrible <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <Yeah.
0: laughs> Um, so yeah, that's why I put down burnout, not necessarily as like they become a burnout and they can't <laughs> succeed in anything, but like they, I think they suffer from it a lot because they don't give themselves enough of a break. What do you think, Ria?
1: I think that's true. I keep going back to dad because like, that's the only Ravenclaw that I really know very well. Don- and what about one
0: of your friends from high school?
1: Oh yeah. Um, nah, yeah. this trait doesn't apply to her okay. though.
0: Pro, witty and original, con, they're claimers. So, something that I've read about Ravenclaws is that they like to claim people as Ravenclaws, even if they're not. Anyone that's basically intelligent or prone to be like <laughs> really academically successful, <laughs> so whether they're like the best. Potion
2: maker or something. They're like, oh yeah they're Ravenclaw. I, I read that too. <laughs> <laughs> Considering I haven't really thought about in terms of fiction before, you who know, I don't really
0: care. Yeah, it's hard to say that in real life, but Because um...
2: we both formed a list together and we both sort of workshopped who it would be and we put a maybe pile. So we were pretty open. I was pretty <laughs> One open. Person yeah. yeah, but I'm pretty open to the <laughs> fact that yeah, this is probably accurate. Like we're like Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's more about the stereotypes around Ravenclaw House than it is about I can have Ravenclaws feeling the need to yeah, claim people who aren't Ravenclaws as their own. Because Like I think I think we're more inclined as human beings to see the traits that we recognize oh, in hello. ourselves in other people. So like I can I can tell when people are Slytherins, but I can't really like I don't have a mm-hmm. list in my head of other Hufflepuffs and Ravenclaws and Gryffindors because I just don't look yeah. for those traits yeah, when I'm I looking at other like, people. I'm-
0: I I was struggling to find cons for Ravenclaw, so I was trying to put down anything I could find in the research of like this could work.
2: Fair, like Um, like, (laughs) formulate a hard like like scientific method. It won't be hard to make
0: cons this with an episode. I am ready to (laughs) self-depreciate.
1: Oh yeah, (laughs) con Ravenclaws are too perfect (laughs) and have no flaws. Uh, I have here pro Ravenclaws aren't glory
0: seekers. Con they can be cruel if they don't rein in their jokes. I think Ravenclaws might have a tendency to go too far and be too sarcastic, and at the willingness of like trying to look clever and smart, they might like really push on people's feelings sometimes.
1: Yeah, what you just said is pro. Ravenclaws aren't Gryffindors. Con. Ravenclaws are Slytherins. <laughs> 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 look.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think
2: we've broken a thought of that before. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I think mean, that's a
2: universal trait in a lot yeah. of sense. I mean, not universal, but maybe um, a trait that features both in Ravenclaw and Zipron.
0: Yeah, I think anyone who's got a lot of intelligence and is a sarcastic person has definitely gone too far on several occasions yeah. and like really hurt someone's feelings before. Um, Like I said, I was reaching. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've got to think of something. I had here for pros. <laughs> they're good storytellers. Uh, cons, they can be condescending because they're smart- smarties and they can come off as, like, I know more. <laughs>
2: Okay, yeah. I <laughs> mean, <a> <laughs> look, look, is it condescending when I have I to teach <laughs> a 19-year-old at my work how to read time? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's big Ravenclaw energy. <laughs> oh my god, is that a real what? story? That's real a story. real story. Mm. You work with a 19-year-old who can't tell time?
2: Pretty much, they, they couldn't tell I, like read an analog clock.
1: Oh, like, military time, right?
2: No, it was an analog, like normal, like twelve-hour time. Cool. Like, I, was, I was like, oh boy. Yeah, it was. It was pretty much
1: like just a clock. <laughs> wow. Okay. No wonder you get angry at ignorant
2: yeah. people.
0: Um, pros, they are great at thinking on their feet and improvising. I think, like, if you asked a Ravenclaw, like, oh, oh, like, why didn't you? Oh, sorry, I gotta think of a situation where a Ravenclaw might get in trouble. Um,
1: <laughs> my dog came like- out. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened before. Um, Never happened. Um, Tulip Karasu from. Oh, I shouldn't say her surname because I have no <laughs> idea how it's pronounced. Tulip from Hogwarts Mystery. She's always getting in trouble. Yeah, give me a scenario. Uh, she put a dung bomb on her toad and it exploded. Everyone.
0: Yeah, I like. I guess I. I get. I. I can't really think of an example, but I always get the impression that if a Ravenclaw was cornered and someone's like, uh, "Why did you do this? Or what happened there?" <laughs>
2: Are you okay? Um, no, it's just because, like, Rio provided you, you with an example, and you're like, hmm, I can't really think of an example. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, it's just because I can't remember how she. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. I was also going to point that out. I can't remember how she got out of that. I don't remember, like, I've vague memories of this game. Oh. What I'm trying to say is, when a Ravenclaw is cornered after doing something wrong, and they're asked to explain themselves, they'll always come up with some sort of, like, quick-thinking response, which sort of absolves them from the crime. And I can't think of what she'll have said to absolve herself from what she did. And I can't think of an example. But the Doctor does it a lot, like on Doctor Who. Yeah. He always talks himself out of situations. He is, he is. Like, da- I'm, like when I talk about Doctor Who, listeners, I'm talking about Christopher Eggleston to David Tennant. Those are the times that I grew up with Doctor Who, so that's when I really know. I haven't seen Jodie Foster yet, I intend to. I do not care about Matt Smith or Peter Capaldi, and you can at me on that. Um. So, okay. Mm. And then my last pro is that they're good workers. Cons I have here is that they can be lazy. So this is like kind of oxymoronic.
2: <laughs> they're good workers, but they're not good workers.
0: Well, good you, worker You're doesn't... lazy,
2: Parker. You're lazy. You've got a show <laughs> to university.
0: I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> That's his voice. <laughs> to clarify, good worker doesn't equal hard worker. You can be a good worker in the fact that you're really smart, but you don't start your essay till two days before because you're lazy. I feel like
2: that's you as well.
0: That's me as well.
2: But then HDs, you. <laughs>
0: HDs get that's degrees and me. I still get all the HDs. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So good worker because they know how, how to time H- manage H- and they know what they can do with their time and yeah. they know what they can do with the effort that they put in but not necessarily a hard worker because they practice all the time. And, like.
2: That's what Hermione is. She's a hard worker. She's, a she's hard not work. a good worker. No. Because she doesn't know how to, like, I feel like she just cramps too much, stresses yeah. out, and then gets real mad. <laughs>
0: And she like she remembers a lot of facts, but she doesn't
1: necessarily make opinions. She about doesn't come everything. Up with her
2: own concepts. No, it? no,
1: yeah, she's not, not original. She, thinker. She's not. Also, no. she has no concept of how to adapt her working habits. So, like when Harry and Ron need help with studying, mm. she just tries to make them study the way that yeah. she studies, and it doesn't work yeah. because they don't think like she does.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, overall, I love Ravenclaw. It would be my third option for a house, but it's it's got a nice aesthetic. I love the star aesthetic. So, third option, it would. Rough so it just
2: oh is it behind hover that's fine fuck gryffindor
0: fuck gryffindor no fucking way i'm sorry gryffindors you're severely underrepresented in this house um
2: (laughs) also
1: while we're on the topic um ravenclaw is my secondary house so i have a lot of ravenclaw traits yeah that's
2: right i can tell
1: i have a lot of i think i got a lot of ravenclaw traits too like i'm a creative person i'm
0: a smart person i just think that yeah. I would rather go on Hufflepuff first. And it's like they're they're really close to me, like Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. But mm. yeah, I think I'd just go for Hufflepuff mm, first because yeah. then I could rule Hufflepuff.
1: Um, <laughs> you can rule Hufflepuff. <laughs> well, it is your third house, and as <laughs> it is your third house, and as we know, third place bronze is basically winning if you just go
2: backwards or whatever the fuck nonsense you said earlier. It's exactly. Thank you. Yeah. And my my personal motto for life in Ravenclaw as well as fake it till you make it. That's the motto.
0: <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> the Ravenclaw motto is like, is there anything better than pussy? Yes,
2: yes a, a really, really good, good book.
0: book. <laughs> <laughs> um, <got picked.
1: laughs>
0: is there anything you want to say, Rhea? Because I feel like I've been talking for a long time.
1: Yeah, um, you basically covered all of my <laughs> points in like the first 10 minutes or so of what you were talking. <laughs> of what you were talking. <laughs> good sentence maker but i've got one thing that i really Mm -hmm. want to talk about ravenclaw house instead of a password they have a bronze eagle shaped door Mm -hmm. knocker that asks the entrance a riddle before permitting entry that is some grade a (laughs) bullshit and i just want to get your opinions on it because (laughs) sucks for you guys you have to answer a riddle before you can go to bed i love it natural selection
2: (laughs) that's that's true yeah (laughs) I love the idea of coming back from the big feast so after a big holiday mm. and being confronted, but usually I wouldn't if I was, if I was in, if I wasn't a prefect, I wouldn't have to answer I'd be like, yeah whatever.
0: <laughs> I think the prefects still have to answer though
2: no, the reasons have to answer, but we can just follow <laughs> this whole work <story> <laughs> unless it closes after every student and it's like you answer a different riddle.
0: Oh, okay. I <laughs>
2: like, I don't know if that would work because it crushed. Oh, you
0: know? so if you weren't a prefect right yet, yeah, you could just follow in after the prefect yeah. Yeah, yeah. holding the door. Yeah. So you'd always try and like step behind someone.
1: Yeah. Like the Gryffindor prefect knows the password at the beginning of the semester yeah. and then tells everyone and then they all get inside the first time. That's fine yeah. for the first time you have to go to bed with the entire house all at once. But what about every single other time when you have to fucking do... What's a riddle game? I don't know. <laughs>
2: You just come from your owls, and it's like, as it is real, and you're like, oh, fuck, I just want a spare quill, fuck off.
0: <laughs> I've seen this joke online a lot, but it's like, oh, you come stumbling to the Ravenclaw dormitory <laughs> after a late-night drink session. It's like, what gets wetter and wetter the more it dries? And you're like, your mom, eh? <laughs> 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 I love it. Um <laughs> I love that, because I am personally a big fan of riddles, so I wouldn't have any problems at all, and that's just my opinion. It just, um, it
2: just trains you. It just trains your brain to always be like, I've to solve riddles as well. Yeah. It's a good like brain to use. It sucks if like you're,
0: like-, like, a math geek, though. So you're not necessarily, like, a huge riddle kind of person, but you're, like, your smarts lie in, like, math and, let's say, music, and then you're confronted with this fucking bird <laughs> that you just want to kill every time you see It's like... Ooh, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And you're like, fuck. <laughs> oh,
2: if you, if you think about it. Like, if you're a musician, like, you usually know how to write? Sort of
0: oh, I'm betting there's definitely some Ravenclaws I can't get in.
2: Oh, I'm just trying to. Uh, give I agree with Gem. The benefit of the doubt here, yeah, but okay, yeah. whatever.
1: Like, I'm I'm super smart. Like, I'm basically a genius, and I have a brilliant memory, and I'm so great. But I fucking hate riddles, man. I, I hate them. <laughs> no, I don't oh, want to yeah, solve riddles every time I have to go to bed. <laughs> I just think your common room is bullshit. It's so pretty inside, though. No, right? no, it's not it the common room's bullshit, it's just the entrance. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it is. The common room itself is gorgeous. Like, it's beautiful. It's the best of all of the houses.
0: Okay, so I have just three questions, and I've provided answers myself, but I'd like to hear what you guys have to say as well. Sure. Um, so what's it like to have a Ravenclaw as a friend? <laughs> um. I've said that you have mad convos with them. They're the pop culture friend, so if you're like obsessed with a movie franchise or anything, the Ravenclaw friend is probably obsessed with the same franchise. They're the organized mum friend, so they're always the first to arrive to the events and to schedule all the stuff. And they don't have much drama in their lives, but they also they always know all the dynamics and tea of what's going on in the group. Is what I've sort of predicted about a
1: Ravenclaw friend. But what do you guys think?
2: It's pretty accurate. Mm. I can speak from experience. <laughs>
1: My experience to having a Ravenclaw friend from high school, I'm so sorry if you're listening to this, is having someone who, like, does not have their life right at all. Like, their life is a mess, but they're always there that's with true. advice for you, yeah, for your life, do, sorting yeah. it out. But that's a drag on her. <laughs> the good thing about having a Ravenclaw friend is she's so deeply passionate about things that I like that aren't even on my radar and it's in a way where she's genuinely always trying to help me and get involved like the time when she did my entire like star chart from like when i was born to now and predicting my future and like telling me all about who the best kind of love interests are for me and all that sort of nonsense and i'm like you <laughs> yes. what are you talking about the stars aren't real this is nonsense yes <laughs> but she worked so hard on it and it was so beautiful or when she made me like a bunch of mix CDs of a bunch of classical composers that I'd never heard of. And she's like, this is study music to help you study. And I'm like, you're so great. I love you. Yes. That's big
0: Ravenclaw energy. Stars and study music. That's, that's it. But definitely like having <laughs> such attention to detail for your friends' needs and like always trying to like provide nice accents to their life experience is I think a good way to excri- describe how Ravenclaws would approach friendship. Um I've written a lot on this, but what is it like to have a Ravenclaw as a lover or a partner? So (laughs) I'll answer
1: this one. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you take it away. (laughs)
2: Excellent.
0: Do you reckon you've ever dated the Ravenclaw real? (laughs)
1: 100%. No. (laughs) Everyone I've dated has been a (laughs) dumbass. I actually had one. I dated someone who had a tattoo of a camel on their toe and their nickname was Camel
2: Toe. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: A pure classic.
2: That's- <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that was not even the worst tattoo.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, I can't weigh in on this. Somebody who has better lovers, <laughs> take this one for me.
0: All right. My experience having a Ravenclaw as a partner, they always remember dates and anniversaries and details with startling accuracy. Like I don't remember much about the first night we met. I remember the big things that happened, but you remember everything about the first night we met. Yeah, I forgot what you look like when I no, right. when I met up with you again, like after the first night we met. Um, but you remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just and you always remember our oh, date of our anniversary as well. Like you just mm-hmm. you always know. They're very accepting of the good and the bad in people. Um, intellectually stimulating, mad chats all the time. Like always have good convos, not just not necessarily just about like things we like in terms of movies we like and stuff like that but also just like good concepts deep philosophical stuff which is good um good listeners attentive to needs and intricate and aware of patterns i wrote this down because i was thinking of particularly when you were dividing the pasta so i I cooked like a big thing of pasta and put it into like maybe four different containers of varying sizes and he was trying to divide it into like two (laughs) bowls and he's like, all right, do I take three quarters of this container and put, like, maybe one qu- one-eighth of this container to make, like, a bowl? Hey. And I'm like, just use your eyes. Just just hey. put the pasta in.
2: The thing is, the, <laughs> the meat-to-pasta ratio is important. You need to have enough sauce, enough pasta, and enough meatballs.
0: Every time you're cooking a meal and you're like, how much of, like, the rice <laughs> or the pasta do I put in? I'm like, just, just look with your eyes. And if it's enough, then that's enough. <laughs>
2: well, I love being creative with cooking, but sometimes you need to have the right amount. We have a tiny kitchen.
0: Yeah. Just lots of little, like, awareness of patterns and details and things like that that you're, like, I always pick up on. One thing that you get really disappointed in is if we're playing, like, a game based on wits and um, your, like, creativity and intelligence isn't being appreciated in the group, you get real self-conscious about it because you feel like you're not smart enough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) you're like, oh, no. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, those are the things I've noticed. Got to go fast. (laughs) (laughs) The main things I have it's about dating a Ravenclaw.
1: I hope our listeners also enjoy listening to just Jem and Josh are actually in love. And it's cute. It is cute,
0: yeah. (laughs) What's it like to have a Ravenclaw as an enemy, though? (laughs) Have you ever had an enemy, Ria, that you think might have been a Ravenclaw?
1: No, all of my lovers and all of my enemies are stupid because everyone's worse than me and I'm the best. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, fair. What about you, Josh?
2: My enemies no longer exist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's been taken care of.
2: It, it honestly has. i not even being a choker. <champion. laughs> also, none of them were Ravenclaws.
0: Yeah, it, it was hard for me to think of people in my life that have been really frustrating to me that were, I think could have been Ravenclaws until I recently had a recent experience with someone that I think was definitely very intelligent, but the worst at the same time. So what I wrote down was ravenclaw enemies can think that you're dumb and might try to Mm -hmm. trick you in this regard they might try to like they underestimate your intelligence for whatever reason whether it's a sexist reason or like a condescending reason or because they just think that they're really smart and so they'll try and manipulate you into doing something that will um create your own downfall so you've got to be really on your toes around a ravenclaw enemy um they can be cruelly sarcastic they, they backtrack really easily. Like, they'll say something offensive and you call them out on that and they'll be like, no, I was talking about myself and you. Like, they'll really, like, that's the quick thinking thing I was trying to get at earlier, but you can look past it and be like, no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, they're condescending and they will use blackmail. Right. Absolutely. Like, that, I think that's the main, re- like, weapon of a Ravenclaw. They'll try and blackmail you and, like, they won't resort to violence. They're not a jock like a Gryffindor. But, um, <laughs> they'll try and trick you and, um deceive you and blackmail you is their sort of main weapons that's just my opinion
2: though oh, I've never done that, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah you've never done that because you're a good boy <laughs> yeah. that's your moral alignment chaotic good
1: <laughs> yeah i've just i've never had enemies like that all my enemies are stupid i think i get along well with ravenclaws and i that's why i only have friend experience for ravenclaws
0: yeah i mean it's hard like I, this was the first ravenclaw enemy that i think i've met and it was literally last week like <laughs> in 21 years of living um, I honestly think that most people. This is but this this is like a stereotype mm-hmm. that like most smart people aren't necessarily evil because they're like open-minded and smart, and they usually realize that resorting to pettiness and being evil and mean doesn't get you anywhere.
2: <laughs> it, it's sort of like a thing like where most smart people aren't actually evil, but most people who mm-hmm. are evil think they're smart. Yeah, that's a very good way of putting yeah. it.
0: Okay, if if that's all we have to say about Ravenclaws, I wanted to just talk about a list of people that we think, from real life and from popular culture, who could be Ravenclaws. We've made, like, a speculative list. Yeah. I've got some as well. I'm curious
1: to see if we've landed on any of the same people.
2: Uh, Bo Burnham, the comedian.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, the one who wrote the Ravenclaw slogan, Is There Anything Better Than Pussy? <laughs> yes, a really good book.
2: <laughs> yes, excellent. Uh, Professor Frink from The Simpsons. The <laughs> uh friends, so Frank, Professor
0: Frink, Professor Frink, make you, make you laugh.
2: Milo Thatch, the good boy.
0: From Atlantis. From Atlantis. Mm. Yeah.
2: The Doctor, in terms Oh, of, yeah, he like, is a good boy. Most of the Doctor's mm.
0: representations.
2: Um, The one Jedi we've yep. had on the list is Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, Velma from Scooby Doo, easy choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Mulaney, another comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yep. Mary Shelley the queen of sci-fi <laughs> <laughs> um, my suggestion was Shiri from the MCU slash just Marvel Comics in general Black Panther yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Um, Belle from Beauty and the Beast
0: mm-hmm oh um, 100% one of
2: mine was Matilda
0: yeah yes
2: Um, Samuel Tarly from Game of Thrones most of like pretty much all of the kids from Big Hero 6 yep. yeah. Like,
0: the,
2: the <laughs> yeah yeah most of them say like all the savvy kids yeah yeah
0: I I just had a thought of um, oh Edna from Incredibles. Yeah,
2: we had Edna. Yes, and then you put (laughs) soccer.
0: I put down soccer from the last Abender. This is debatable. He could be in Gryffindor, but I think he's a Ravenclaw. Mm -hmm. Like I know why I'm going to die in that hill. And
2: then (laughs) our definitely maybe choice is Uncle Ira.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I would argue with Uncle Iro though. for the Ravenclaw. He could you could definitely say he's any of the houses, but I'd really argue for like Slytherin with big Hufflepuff energy is what I see Iroh as. Like a Slytherin who's choosing to live their life by Hufflepuff values. Yeah. I
0: think that Frodo Baggins is a Ravenclaw. And y'all can Oh, uh, yes, this.
2: we agree to this. Yeah, y'all way. can fight me
0: on this, but I I think he's a Ravenclaw. Why? because he makes the decision about the ring and that's a brave decision but i think he made it because he recognized that he was the only one that could really do it without falling apart i always got the the feeling that he was very insightful he was very emotionally intelligent he wasn't hugely brave he wasn't like hugely cunning and he's introduced to us reading he like he decides to make the decision at the end to go to, what's the place he goes to at the end?
2: Oh, he just leaves Middle-Earth. To Earth. leave Middle-Earth. There Earth. is a name for it, but I can't recall it right now. I
0: always, yeah, I always got the feeling from him that he was very, like, emotionally sensitive and, um, but he had to have a, a great sense of steadiness to be able to carry the ring for so long. And, like, yeah, I don't know, I just always got a call vibe from him, but you can challenge me on that, and I'm sure you will.
2: No, he he just needed a, hand, a helping hand from the Hufflepuff.
0: Yeah, and, he, and of course, Sam, his... His loyal Sam is a half a puff. I guess you've convinced three. me. So yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, obviously, Mr. Frodo. Um, yeah. Did you have any anyone else on your list that you thought
1: might be Ravenclaw's? Yeah, I've got some more. Uh, Mrs. Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Good example. Uh, Sherlock from Sherlock Holmes.
2: We- yeah. we mentioned him while we were walking the out there, and this there's how much of an arsehole he is.
0: <laughs> He's one of those Ravenclaw arseholes. He's a yeah. bad Ravenclaw.
1: <laughs> Morpheus from The Matrix. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, lots of mentor roles can be Ravenclaws. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's Um, one that you're probably not gonna like, Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. Oh.
2: How does-
1: Another bad reference. Don't
2: even put, don't even mention. Don't mention in that my fucking presence.
1: disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Interesting mm, choice. Interesting. I would have put her as more of a Gryffindor. No, she doesn't care about glory or bravery. She's just wandering around trying to stop fucking things up. But she is very brave and stubborn. She's very curious, though. Yes, but she's a child. All children are curious. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's not one of her traits. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is an episode of Get Sorted. Listen to Get Sorted listeners. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> I've got one more that uh, might be an, a maybe. This might be my Uncle Iroh of characters. Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Oh, Ooh, oh, yeah, oh.
0: He's an even split for me between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. I can see the Ravenclaw side because he's very steady and he has he's, like he's a... He's very
2: creative. A he creative note. He works with his hands.
0: He's really good at that. But he's also he, he very, know,
2: he, I know more than you. I know
0: more than <laughs> you. But he's also very stubborn. He has that angry side and yeah. he's very set in his ways.
1: He's not like adaptable. Like I think of of <laughs> he, he learns extreme. to become adaptable. He does, he does
2: break down. Mm.
1: Yeah, mm. He does. Especially in the later seasons once he marries and has children. <laughs> he becomes much more... Yeah. More open. He's also yeah. wisdom. Yeah, interesting. Like, he's the source of wisdom in that show. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Very true. And individuality, like, he doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks. All right. Bruce that, Lee, man. Is that everything that we've talked mm-hmm. about Ravenclaws? We've, we've done it. They're one, done.
2: One, one final thing. <laughs>
0: oh, yes. Come on.
2: Ravenclaws are really empathetic. Yeah. And have the great ability to empathize with everyone's emotional and physical needs. So that's it. Okay. I'm adding.
0: So they're going for that Hufflepuff vibe.
2: In, in a sense, but, like, we're soft and artistic <laughs> as well.
0: Protect them. <laughs> the strong must protect the sweet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much what I said was, like, you know, my just belong." <laughs>
0: Get her out yeah. of here. She doesn't belong. Yeah. Whoever wants to fight me on that can fight me.
2: (laughs)
1: No, I get it. Hermione's a Gryffindor with big Ravenclaw energy, but she's not a Ravenclaw. I've been Jem, and I'm not a Ravenclaw, but I love them very much. I've been Rhea, and I'm not a Ravenclaw, but I would be if Slytherin wasn't a thing.
2: I've been Josh. I'm a Ravenclaw, and that's a big flex for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What would you like to plug, Josh?
2: Um, I also host another podcast with two of my best friends, it's called Mighty Motion <laughs> Pitch Range, it's all about film and television from an educated perspective, we all have bachelor's <laughs> degrees, and also we also make films, so we know what we're talking about. Big flex. For, for the most part, even, even though we're also dumb at the same time, and it's a good to find. <laughs> Raven Claws, Raven Claws. Um, we're in our second year right now as well, and we started doing more commentary stuff, though we are taking... A bit of a break at the moment. We do have an immense backlog of about 76 episodes oh my or so. God. so. That's big red and um energy. Also, um, we, are f- we are part of a network called National Canon Productions, so there's plenty of other podcasts um, by great people on there that I'm friends with as well, so you should check that out. And then continue listening to this podcast, because they are my two favorite people in the world. So Aww. do it.
0: We love this boy. All right, that's it. cuck <laughs> Thanks for listening to Podcast 9 and 3 Quarters. This show is written and edited by Ria and Jem. You can send us an email at 9 and 3 quarters podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Tumblr, Facebook and Instagram at Podcast 9 and 3 Quarters. Or talk to us separately on Twitter. Ria is at Smash Mouth Ria, and me Jem is at Jem underscore just Jem. Please feel free to send theories or ask us questions and bombard us with so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. Our special guest this week was josh from the mighty motion picture rangers podcast listen to them wherever you listen to great podcasts josh's twitter is at that sundance kd our logo art is by winged corgi find more of her art at WingedCorgi.tumblr.com. this week's intro music was guildroy lockhart by john williams and our outro music was Hedwig's theme by john williams you'll hear from us again in two weeks time